Hey there, sports fan. Welcome to the Draft Site Podcast, your home for all professional sports drafts. Brought to you by DraftSite.com, the original full round mock draft site. Now let's get to the show. Good evening and welcome to DraftSite.com. I am DJ Boyer here for your podcast tonight. It's our last podcast of the year. We wanted to do a special podcast to close out 2015. And just want to take this time to wish everyone out there listening a happy and safe 2016. Be a special focus, of course, on the draft. We have 120 days until draft time. Just one week to go. And on DraftSite.com, you have the latest seven-round mock draft with the full order as it would appear today, but just one week remaining. A couple of things. Uh, we also have the college football playoffs which are uh, the semifinals are actually slated to start tomorrow. And, of course, we have our Let's Go Bowling article that has been updated continuously each and every day with drafts, the best draft prospects to look at in each of the bowl games, along with predictions and what to look out for in those games. And, of course, keep an eye on our database, because not only do we have that seven-round mock draft, but look in our database, which is continually growing. Currently, we have 715 players that are currently in our database, that is growing, probably will be well over 1,000 around draft time. So it's going to be hard to find a player once draft day rolls around that is actually picked by one of the teams that's not in our database. I think there's a very, very, very good chance that we won't see that happening. We're going to jump right into this. Version 7.0 on the mock draft. And currently we have, uh, again, as I stated, um, full seven rounds. And we're going to go through each pick, uh, at least starting here in round one. Possibilities for uh, or areas that each of these teams could look besides just the pick that we profile. And again, the following order is exactly how it would be uh, with one week remaining. So this may not be the exact order. Uh, for the first round, but it's going to be pretty darn close with only one week to go. Right now, the number one pick would belong to the Tennessee Titans. And right now we have Tennessee selecting Laramie Tunsil, offensive tackle from Old Miss. Uh, he has yet to declare. We have 35 underclassmen who have officially declared, and now it's coming at the, the end of bowl season. And we've got about three weeks left for players to make their declarations. We're going to start seeing things really blow up. As a matter of fact, in the last week, we've seen the official declarations move from 18 to 35 at the time of this recording. Laramie Tunsil, big six foot five, 320 pounder, uh, providing some bravado along the line for Tennessee. You know, they did take a couple of linemen in recent years, really kind of bolstered the interior of the line through free agency. Uh, Taylor Luan was a player they drafted a couple years ago out of Michigan, so they've invested some high picks and a lot of money with uh, with this offensive line and now giving Marcus Mariota the protection that he's uh, looking for to hopefully turn things around in Tennessee. With the second pick, Cleveland, they always seem to be looking for quarterback, and that's where we have them going with Paxton Lynch, the six foot seven quarterback out of Memphis. Johnny Manziel, not quite sure he is going to be the answer. Uh, actually going through some, some issues with concussion protocol and may miss the last regular season game, which will be against Pittsburgh this next week. But the list of Cleveland quarterbacks is about a mile long as far as 
Uh, I think just in the last 10 years, it's, it's just insane the amount of quarterbacks they've gone through and, and people that they've really taken some, some big some chances on, invested a lot of money, some high draft picks that have fallen by the wayside. San Diego Chargers currently pick number three. Joey Bosa, defensive end out of Ohio State, another player who has yet to declare, but we think it would be advantageous for him to do so because we've had him rated as the number one prospect overall this entire draft season. Have him going to San Diego, a team that has kind of been very inconsistent when it comes to pressuring the quarterback along the edge. There's a couple of different directions where San Diego could go. They could benefit from an offensive lineman. Uh, I think maybe even some secondary help, but at number three here in, in this particular scenario, getting the best player on the board is never a bad thing to do. The Dallas Cowboys all the way up at number four. Robert Nemici, the defensive tackle out of uh, Ole Miss, that is two Ole Miss players in the top five, of course has run into some legal issues recently with the falling out of the window <laughs> incident that we saw at the hotel as, as uh, well as being apprehended on synthetic marijuana uh, was something that he was also uh, cited with. I, it could hurt his draft status. We could see him maybe drop out of the top ten overall. But here I think uh, if, if there's a team that's kind of taken some chances with some players with character issues, Dallas, a.k.a. Randy Gregory last season as he slips into the second round, definite first-round talent they got there. Uh, Dallas would be a good pick for him, and they really need help along that off uh, that defensive line, whether it be at the end or the interior uh, positions at, at any one of the starting tackle spots. Number five, the San Francisco 49ers. They are most assuredly looking for a quarterback as well. Jared Goff, uh, quarterback out of Cal. There's supposed to be a press conference tomorrow where apparently he is going to throw his name into the hat had a wonderful bowl game against Air Force where I think he's still throwing touchdowns as we speak. And that, that just looks to be a perfect marriage right there. you got a, a guy who's played his entire collegiate career in California going to San Francisco, which, of course, looks like it's going to part ways with Colin Kaepernick. Blaine Gabbert has not played bad since he's been inserted in there, but I don't believe anyone really feels that Blaine Gabbert's going to be the long-term solution for this franchise. Early number six, the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that's still kind of on the upswing. We have them with Jalen Smith, the linebacker out of Notre Dame. With no corners off the board, it could be a good spot for Jacksonville to take a corner. If Robert Amici is actually still on the board, that would be a good pick for Gus Bradley to, to get along the defensive line. Uh, we have the players in the secondary going next at seven and eight. The Miami Dolphins with Vernon Hargraves the third, the corner out of Florida. And then Jalen Ramsey, the corner out of Florida State, going to Baltimore. So seven and eight. First cornerbacks go off the board. Can't miss prospects there. These two are interchangeable. I think the more people maybe see Ramsey as, a, as kind of a, the overall better player, um, a lot more size. Hargraves is, is going to give you something in the return game as well. So I think that's kind of a 1A, 1B. But both of those players are, are miles ahead of, say, this number three or number four prospects uh, at the cornerback position. Number nine, Tampa Bay Buccaneers wanting a little more uh, pass rush along the end. And Emmanuel Ogba, the defensive end out of Oklahoma State, still kind of not a household name or a name that just kind of rolls off the tongue for a lot of people. But right now, Emmanuel Ogba is actually the 
NCAA sack leader for all of career sack leader for all players that are uh, currently active at the FBS level. But he's a guy that can definitely get to the quarterback, and he is a junior. He will have to declare. Number 10, the New York Giants. Speaking of teams that need a little more punch along the defensive line, the Giants are actually tied for last right now in sacking the quarterback. Shaq Lawson, defensive end out of Clemson, and he is a player who has already thrown his name into the hat and has made himself eligible for this draft. As has the pick at number 11, and that is Ronnie Stanley, the outstanding offensive tackle out of uh, the University of Notre Dame. We have him currently going to the New Orleans Saints. And continuing with that theme, players who have already made themselves eligible. Number 12, the Philadelphia Eagles would select Miles Jack, the linebacker out of UCLA. Look like a, looks like a top five talent overall, but unfortunately, right before the midway point, his season was, was cut short. He was actually the first player to make himself eligible and declared, knowing that uh, it was a season-ending injury, but Jack has assured himself of being picked at some point in the top half of the first round, so he has made himself eligible for Philadelphia. But, of course, with the circus and everything going on with Chip Kelly, this is uh, you got to look at this pick as kind of an asterisk cause until we really know who the next head coach is going to be, what the philosophy is, and how this team is actually going to kind of pick up the pieces and reassemble and kind of, again, assess the damage that has been done with the Chip Kelly regime there and what direction that they choose to go. Detroit Lions at 13, Sean Robinson, huge defensive tackle out of the, the University of Alabama, and this could start kind of a little bit of a, a train here. We could see three or four Alabama players going in the first round, Sean Robinson being the first Crimson Tide player we have off the board. Another big defensive lineman going at 14 to the Chicago Bears, DeForest Buckner. Actually, in this scenario, going 14th overall, he would be the first player that is not an underclassman. In our current ranking system, the top 13 picks are all juniors. So DeForest Buckner being the top senior available, a six foot seven, 290-pound defensive end from the University of Oregon. At number 15, going back to the underclassmen rankings, and the first running back off the board, Ezekiel Elliott, going to the Indianapolis Colts at 15, and it's been well-documented about the running woes that has kind of plagued that team and really have yet to have a consistent running game since Andrew Luck has been in the fold. Of course, he has not been in the fold too much this season due to the lacerated kidney, but getting an infusion along that Offensive running attack is something that would, or something that would go a long, long way for the Indianapolis Colts. Number 16 overall, the Buffalo Bills. Again, going back to the Crimson Tide, Reggie Ragland looks like the top inside linebacker um, in this draft. Jalen Smith could play the, the inside, um, maybe more of an outside prospect, but he's a guy you can move around. Ragland is most assuredly an inside backer and Really what I like about Raglan, maybe does not have the range that we'll see with some of the other linebackers, but he's a, he's a guy that can play the inside, whether it be a 3-4 or a 4-3 system. I think he's a guy that can succeed um, in either system, depending on the team that actually selects him somewhere in the first round. At number 17, we have the Oakland Raiders with Taylor Decker, offensive tackle out of Ohio State. At number 18, St. Louis Rams again a player that I've yelled about pretty much all year saying, personally, I feel he's the best quarterback in this draft, even though he is not from the FBS level. 
that is Carson Wentz from North Dakota State. A significant time with a broken wrist, but it's not something that is going to inhibit his draft status or, or have him miss mini camp or any portions of the season next year. As we go to number 19, the Atlanta Falcons, Laquan Treadwell becomes the third player from Ole Miss going and the top wide receiver in this draft off the board. Treadwell, maybe, maybe wide receiver is not the biggest need for Atlanta, but in this scenario, with no wide receivers off the board yet, it's the perfect time to draft the heir apparent to Roddy White to pair with Julio Jones. At number 20, the Pittsburgh Steelers kind of shot themselves in the foot when it comes to the loss to the Ravens this past week and kind of pushing themselves out of playoff position or uh, being a playoff team. They, they need a little bit of help going into this last week. So they currently have the top spot occupied by a non-playoff team at number 20. We have them again, a player from outside the FBS realm, although he did start his career at Ohio State. Noah Spence, the defensive end out of Eastern Kentucky, was the OVC Defensive Player of the Year this past season. Some disciplinary problems and some off-the-field issues at Ohio State uh, pushed him over to Eastern Kentucky, but no one has doubted the production, and he had, uh, again, an outstanding year over in the Ohio Valley Conference. And again, don't take that conference lightly. That conference has churned out a lot of NFL prospects and he was the Defensive Player of the Year this past season. 21 to 32 would be the teams that are in the playoffs. So we have the Washington Redskins at number 21, even though their record is below a couple of the teams that I, that I just mentioned. Again, they are a playoff team currently. Mackenzie Alexander, the corner out of Clemson, who many see as the top cornerback in this draft, not named Jalen Ramsey or Vernon Hargraves. Again, those two seem to be the cream of the crop of the position. Uh, Alexander would probably look to be the replacement for D'Angelo Hall, a player who's done very well, had a very productive NFL career, but uh, D'Angelo Hall coming off a, an Achilles injury from last season. Played pretty well this year, but again, you're talking about a guy who's on the wrong side of 30. So looking for a long-term replacement there in Washington. In the secondary, whether it be at the cornerback or the safety position, expect them to look at safety in kind of the later rounds. Uh, Houston at 22, Andrew Billings, the defensive tackle out of Baylor. Uh, Houston could also go with the quarterback. We actually have them looking there a little bit later in the draft. 23, the Seattle Seahawks, Jack Conklin, the large six foot five, 325-pound offensive tackle for Michigan State. Leonard Floyd at 24 going to the Jets, Jets looking for a little more pressure off the edge. Uh, they've been getting some outstanding pass rush, especially from the middle of their defensive line always looking for weapons along the outside edge, and Leonard Floyd fitting the bill there from the University of Georgia. At 25, the first guard off the board, Vidal Alexander out of LSU, uh, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid really trying to, is a, is a person that always kind of values those big players in the trenches. Of course, he was one himself when he played at BYU. 26, Kenny Clark, the defensive tackle from UCLA, Yesterday did make it official. He will be in this draft. That has been confirmed 100%. Going to the Minnesota Vikings. 27, speaking of big player, how, how about a six foot eight, 280-pound end by the name of Sean Oakman going to the Green Bay Packers? Again, with uh, players like B.J. Raji and Julius Peppers along that defensive line, uh, the Packers would really have to look to get uh, an infusion of youth and get a little bit younger. Uh, Dayton Jones has, has played... Much better in the second half. We've got a guy they took a couple of years ago from UCLA. 
So, uh, again, getting another nice young option. And with Oakman, he's got the size and really the girth that you can kind of move him around the line and play him in multiple positions. At 28, we have the Cincinnati Bengals with Corey Coleman, the wide receiver out of Baylor, who was the Bolitnikoff winner at the college level this year. He has also already made his intentions known and will be entering the draft. At 29, the Denver Broncos with Shaliqwe Calhoun, the defensive end out of Michigan State. <coughs> Excuse me, and at 30, we're going to stay with Michigan State. Connor Cook, the quarterback, going to the Arizona Cardinals again. Quarterback, especially with the way Carson Palmer has played, looking like a potential MVP candidate. I have him currently second on my ballot behind uh, Cam Newton in Carolina there. But again, Carson Palmer, I believe, 36, 37 years old. Don't really think that Matt Barkley or anyone else on that team is the long-term solution. So here it's more of a value pick. Arizona gets a quarterback where the leadership has been questioned a little bit. Some of his behavior has not been the greatest, but he – he does keep himself out of trouble. Um, some, again, kind of question the leadership, the fact that you've got a very experienced senior quarterback here that is not the captain of the team. That's something that we don't see often. There has been some questions about Connor Cook and kind of how things are between the years there for him, if he's got the mental capacity to really hold up to the rigors of the NFL. But a lot of people have said he looks to be the most pro-ready of the first-round prospects, and, and that's something that could hold true. But here, probably a year or two behind Carson Palmer before he's asked to take the reins. The New England Patriots would find themselves at number 31, but again, Gate has taken them out of the first-round running. So it brings us right to number 30, 31 overall, or 32nd, really, with that forfeited pick. It still belongs to the Carolina Panthers, even though they suffered their first loss this past week. They're still currently in the spot where they would pick number 32, and we have them uh, right with the Heisman Trophy winner, Derrick Henry, the running back out of Alabama. A lot of people here would say, look, you've got Jonathan Stewart, who has played very well since taking over for D'Angelo Williams. He finds himself in the Pro Bowl. But again, looking for a little more punch there and, and looking for value, Derrick Henry and his physical style of running is something that would really, really fit in Carolina. I think they can look for some other areas a.k.a. the offensive line, a little bit later in this draft. But then that's the complete first round. We'll, we'll quickly kind of move through the second round. And again, in some later shows, we'll kind of go even deeper into the draft, but we'll just kind of give you the first two, maybe even first three rounds tonight. We might even do a third round. Why not? Let's do three. Tennessee Desmond King, corner out of Iowa. At 33, we've got the Cleveland Browns with Kentrell Brothers, inside linebacker from the University of Missouri. San Diego going with a uh, pick along the outside. Someone to throw to you, Michael Thomas, wide receiver out of Ohio State. Kendall Fuller, corner out of Virginia Tech, going to Dallas at 35. 36, San Francisco 49ers, Josh Doxson, the wide receiver out of TCU. Tredavious White, corner out of LSU, going to Jacksonville at 37. 38, the Miami Dolphins with Spencer Drongo. I think he's still kind of a, an offensive tackle, although Baylor's played him more at the guard position this year. But Miami, a team that can use help at both. So it's a perfect fit for, for Drongo and the Dolphins at 38. Jaron Curse, safety out of Clemson at 39. Uh, and, yes, he is related to Javon, the freak from Florida. We have him going at 39 to Baltimore and the first safety off the board. North Dakota State already had Carson Wentz go. 
Why not Joe Haig, the offensive tackle out of North Dakota State, going 40 overall to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Josh Perry, the linebacker from Ohio State, going at 41 overall to the New York Giants, who've lost more man games at linebacker this year than any other team in the NFL. There's been a lot of injuries that have plagued them at that position. 42, the New Orleans Saints, Cody Whitehair, the offensive guard out of Kansas State. He also has uh, some experience as a tackle. But again, being 6'3", arms a little bit shorter, looks to be more of a mauler that you can play inside and be a guard at the NFL level. St. Louis Rams at number 43, they hold. That's a pick that would belong to the Philadelphia Eagles, but there's that Sam Bradford, Nick Foles swap earlier in the year led to St. Louis acquiring that second-round pick from Philadelphia. St. Louis, we have them with Sterling Shepard, the wide receiver out of Oklahoma. Excuse me, 44, Detroit, William Jackson, the corner out of Houston. Jonathan Bullard, again, Chicago going defensive end, defensive end in the first two rounds, defensive end out of Florida. Jason Spriggs, one of the fastest rising, excuse me, offensive tackles on the board out of Indiana, going at 46 to Indianapolis. 47, Jeremy Cash, the safety from Duke University, going to Buffalo. Congratulations, Duke, winning their first bowl game since 1961 in a controversial finish this week over Indiana. German Ifidi, the offensive tackle from Texas A&M. Texas A&M always seems to have a tackle going somewhere in the first three rounds. They have him going to Oakland at 48. LaRaven Clark, offensive tackle from Texas Tech, going to the St. Louis Rams. Again, they have two second-round picks. This would actually be where they were um, supposed to be picking. The other pick, again, was a Philadelphia Eagles selection. First tight end off the board at number 50, Hunter Henry, the tight end from Arkansas. Now, he is an underclassman and will have to declare, but in a thin class, it looks like Hunter Henry has a good chance to do so. We have him as the first tight end off the board going to the Falcons at 50. 51, Kaveri Russell, the corner from Notre Dame going to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nick Martin, the center from Notre Dame, going to the Washington Redskins. Kenneth Dixon, great running back. Uh, the consensus number three behind Zeke Elliott and Derrick Henry. Again, both of those top two have to declare, but both are expected to do so. Actually, Elliott already has declared. But Kenneth Dixon, the running back from Louisiana Tech, going to the Houston Texans at number 53. Jaron Reed, the defensive tackle from Alabama, going 54 to Seattle. Landon Turner, a guard from the UNC Tar Heels, going to the Jets. Tyler Matikiewicz, um probably had the best year of any linebacker at the FBS level this year, from Temple, going at 56 to Kansas City. Rashard Higgins, 57 overall, going to the Minnesota Vikings from Colorado State. Uh, Higgins is actually my favorite wide receiver in this draft at this point. I think he's going to be a steal for the team that takes him likely anywhere in the mid-second to early third-round range. But to me, this is the best receiver in this draft. 58, Kyle Murphy, offensive tackle out of Stanford, going to Green Bay. And we have a couple more Alabama Crimson Titers going back-to-back. 59, Jonathan Allen, the defensive end, going to Cincinnati. O.J. Howard, another tight end, going to Denver at 60. 61, Suwa Cravens, the linebacker slash safety from USC. At 6'1", 225, he's kind of played both, so it'll be interesting again, uh, kind of what we saw out of Shaq Thompson when he left Washington last year. It just depended on the team that would take him. He's interchangeable. That's something we're seeing more and more. It's not just the defensive end slash outside linebackers 
It's strong safety slash outside linebackers. The smaller outside linebackers kind of project as strong safeties to some of the teams that actually end up with them ser- their services. New England Patriots get their first pick at number 62, and they go small school. DeAndre Hall, the corner out of northern Iowa, going at number 62. Carolina closing out round two with John Theus, big offensive tackle, 6'6 guy out of Georgia again. We saw them with Derrick Henry in round one, said they would probably go toward the offensive line after that, and that's what we have them doing here. We'll do a third round, and then we'll have some parting thoughts before we end the call tonight. Round three, Devontae Booker, excellent running back from Utah, going to the Titans. Carl Joseph, safety from West Virginia, going to Cleveland at 65. 66, the San Diego Chargers would select Max, Max Turk, the center from USC. Paul Perkins, the running back from UCLA, if he does declare, we have him at 67 going to the, the Dallas Cowboys. Malik Collins, defensive tackle from Nebraska, at 68 going to San Francisco. He is a junior who has already said that he is entering the draft. 69, Darren Lee, a draft-eligible sophomore from Ohio State. We have him going to Jacksonville. Sticking with Ohio State, we've got Vaughn Bell, the strong safety going to Miami. At 71, we saw the Baltimore Ravens. They've been on about four quarterbacks, so why not take one at 71 if he does declare Christian Hackenberg, the quarterback from Penn State, uh, looking to be the long-term backup to Joe Flacco. We have the Ravens taking him at 71. 72, his teammate Carl Nassib, who led the FBS in sacks this past year. We have him going to Tampa Bay. Former walk-on, by the way. Excellent story in Carl, Carl Nassib there. Jordan Howard, the running back from Indiana, going to the Giants at 73. He was the UAB transfer who went to Indiana for one season, kind of replaced Tevin Coleman there, and has already made himself eligible for the draft. 74, the New Orleans Saints of Cameron Sutton, the corner from Tennessee, throws his name in the ring. We've got him there. 75 and 76, we have the Eagles picking back-to-back. Again, they did not have a second-round pick, but they do have a third-round pick, and they actually own a pick um, that belongs to the uh, Detroit Lions. That was in a deal last season. They gave up a pick in last year's draft to acquire a Detroit pick this year. So 75 is the Eagles pick, 76 the Eagles pick again in what was the Lions selection. We have the Eagles at 75 going for that quarterback, Dak Prescott, the quarterback out of Mississippi State. But again, what's going to happen? Who's the head coach there? Christian Westerman, the offensive guard out of Arizona State, we currently have as the 76th selection. Austin Johnson, defensive tackle, and the third Penn Stater taken in round three going to the Chicago Bears. Scooby Wright, the inside linebacker from Arizona, going to Indianapolis at number 78. Seems to be value for him there. Slipped down the board a little bit, just the way it seemed to kind of play out. Barrow Cooper, a very underrated wide receiver from South Carolina, going to Buffalo. And sticking with wide receivers, Oakland taking Tyler Boyd, a wide receiver from Pittsburgh. At 81, Jack Allen, the center, from Michigan State going to the Rams. Another small schooler going at number 82, the Atlanta Falcons would select Javon Hargrave, defensive tackle from South Carolina State. Pittsburgh Steelers with Tyler Johnstone, the tackle from Oregon. Washington Redskins, they already have their corner here, so here they take the safety help they're looking for. Darian Thompson, safety from that blue field out in Boise. Uh, The Boise State Broncos, we have him going to Washington at 84. 
85, Jordan Jenkins, outside linebacker from Georgia, going to Houston. 86, selection to the let's see here, Seattle Seahawks. We'll get that out. Maurice Canada, the cornerback from Virginia, going to number 86. Braxton Miller, quarterback turned wide receiver, going at 87 to the New York Jets. Adolphus Washington at number 88, going to the Kansas City Chiefs. He's the big defensive tackle from Ohio State. Um, got himself in some trouble, and as uh, some off the field issues kind of push him out of push him down the board a little bit. He's a guy with late first, early second round value. At 89, another uh, pick for the Minnesota Vikings, taking a player who's already made himself eligible, Kamale Correa, the linebacker from Boise State, being the second Bronco taken in this round. At number 90, the Green Bay Packers. Again, another player who's already made himself eligible, Alex Redman, the offensive guard from UCLA. Another player who's already said that he's eligible, number 91, Artie Burns, the corner from VU in Miami, tied for the league lead in the ACC with interceptions this past year. At number 92, the Denver Broncos taking a big offensive tackle from TCU, and one of the best names to say in this draft, I'm going to give this uh, a crack here. It's always one of the harder ones to say. Halapulivate Vetai, the offensive tackle from TCU. Bronson, Bronson Kafasi, the defensive end from BYU, uh, going to number 93 to Arizona. Two more picks left. Number 94, the New England Patriots with Deronia Wilson, the wide receiver from Mississippi State who would have to declare and number 95, closing out round three, a already declared uh, college junior, Yannick, Yannick Gaco, the uh, outside linebacker from Maryland, uh, one of the leader, league leaders in the Big Ten in sacks, actually going to the Carolina Panthers. A couple of thoughts before we close the call. Again, um, you look at our Let's Go Bowling article, which has been updated. We have Clemson winning a nail-biter against Oklahoma with Alabama and actually uh, advancing, defeating Michigan State. So we have a Clemson-Alabama final, and we'll have to confirm to see who wins and then come on out to draftsite.com and see what we have predicted for that final, uh, that final matchup and who we would pick as the national champ. But again, remember, all the games that are profiled, we have predicted final scores as well as the top players to watch on each of the teams and maybe some draft prospects that you can kind of look for while you're enjoying the game on your television. You can zero in on a couple of these players and really kind of take a look at what the future holds with some future NFL talent that is currently playing at the NCAA level. Well, we're going to cut it uh, short for there. Again, this is the last broadcast of the year. We will see you in 2016. uh, The next podcast will probably be myself, maybe joined by uh, Jared Belson or Zach Gutierrez. Not quite sure yet, but we'll see what the future holds. Next uh, cast, we will probably have the um, picks number 1 through 20 for the NFL draft should be settled at that point. Uh, Picks 21 through 32 are going to be ever-changing, depending on what happens in the playoffs. But by our next podcast, picks 1 through 20 should be set in stone for the first round. So again... Uh, DJ Boyer at draftsite.com. You can always uh, shoot me an email. 
a couple that uh, we want to address, and maybe that's kind of the way we'll um, maybe get to that. Uh, I've got a for our next show. We've got a couple of good questions that have come in this past week. The emails are are starting to pick up now again. Now as we get closer to draft season and the commencing of the regular season, this is when uh, more and more of the emails from our readers are going to start coming through. So I do promise that in our next show we'll get to a few selected um, emails as well. So keep on trucking, guys. Make sure you check out everything on DraftSite.com. I am DJ Boyer. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you in 2016. That's the way I like it, baby. I don't want to live forever.